Peter Hiscox, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. We're looking at seed funding and venture capital. Let's begin by asking if seed funding and venture capital match, or is there a, a gap between the two? Um, there, there's, there is a gap in finding money. In fact, when you look at what it takes to start a new business, there are really three high-level things you need. You need a good idea, you need a great team, but you also need money. Um, and sometimes finding the money seems to be the most difficult part of all. Uh, most of us, when we start new business ventures, uh, use our own money to start off with. Sometimes maybe even beg a bit of friends and family money. But then there's often a big gap because we need a lot more money to really grow the business effectively. Um, and yet, uh, maybe in the order of £50,000, £100,000. But if we go and talk to venture capital businesses, they only want to lend us or invest in us a million pounds or maybe two million this gap uh, is very critical in early business ventures in get, allowing them to get started and grow fast. Um, it's been recognised for some time and it's why uh, governments, both national and local, have been very keen to develop seed funds to fill this gap between the personal, the entrepreneur's own funds and maybe friends and family money and grant funding, which, will, which is effective up to maybe 20 30, 40, 50,000 pounds, uh, and then to fill that gap up to a million pounds where you can go and talk to a venture capital firm. In that case, you know, you talked about f- friends and family money. Is there a right and wrong way to go about this relationship? Do you have the idea first or do you get the money first? Um, I think you need, uh, you need to have a good idea. You also need to find a way to build your team. And in fact, I know this is about seed funding. But one of the most important issues for any uh, entrepreneur to do is to make sure he builds or she builds an effective team. And that means a team with the right balance of skills and experience that will satisfy investors that they are able to grow a business effectively. If you're asking other people for their money to invest in your business, you have to give them confidence you're going to be able to invest and spend that money wisely. And what people are really looking for is experience and the right skill set. What about incentives and scale? Because those are two other sort of ingredients, if you like, to, to make a successful venture. Um, when you look at uh, early stage ventures, there are many that get started and many of them stay very small. Um, is that a problem? Not really. For many people, that's what they want to do. They, don't, they want to keep it as a hobby business, maybe a little bit bigger as a lifestyle business. But what uh, we're interested in and certainly what uh, Gordon Brown or George Osborne or whoever is in charge of the economy is interested in is seeing companies that have got the potential for growth because it's growth um, and that means companies that are going to grow fast, effectively, be profitable, uh, are what builds wealth in the economy and that's what allows the economy to grow, that's what allows um, more jobs to be created uh, and uh, for everyone in society to do better. So growth companies are a critical uh, requirement. So that's about writing your strategic plan and showing those diagrams uh, with the curve going up. Uh, certainly we want to have that, but we want to have that grounded in truth and evidence. And certainly uh, anybody who's providing you with investment, we want to always be looking 
in your business plan for evidence that the projections that you're showing, these upward-turning graphs and hockey stick-type graphs, are based on evidence rather than hope. And what about patents? That's the other thing that people rush out to get, isn't it? They've had their good idea um, before they can prove it works or, or go out for venture capital. They say, we must get a patent. Is that always as necessary as people think? Um, it's, it's not essential, but if you think about it from an investor's point of view, they're looking for a way to uh, sustain the value of the business. We're looking for businesses that are profitable. Uh, they have to be profitable in order to return the money the investor has put into the business. Um, if they're very profitable, then people are going to try to copy them. Uh, and a patent allows you, gives you protection against that. So investors like patents, but a patent isn't a panacea. It doesn't guarantee your product is going to be successful. It doesn't stop other people copying you. It just allows you to sue them if it if they do. And suing them is going to cost you a lot of money. In my book, uh, patents are useful, if expensive, but probably the best prevention against being overtaken by competitors is to keep innovating, keep developing your products faster than the competitors, keep making your products better, uh, and then charging a good margin for them. The other thing that people talk about when they come to the Cambridge Judge Business School and they've set up successful companies is that initially you grab money from anywhere, wherever it's offered, and then perhaps you realise you've grabbed the wrong venture capitalists and got the wrong people on your side. How do you know who should invest in you? Well, uh, Bonnie, you're exactly right there. There are many sources of finance for businesses. Um, one of the first things people start by thinking is, goodness, there's nobody out there who will want to invest in my firm or provide funding. In fact, there are many sources of funding. And as well as investors, the first place to start off is to look for grant funding because that's very useful to get started. Um, to make sure, in the past, it was always important to make sure you had some sort of overdraft loan facility with your bank maybe a bit tricky to organize today um, and then when it comes to investment there are a whole range of uh, sources of in investment finance from yourself your friends and family through business angels which are a very important source um, in many areas particularly here in cambridge um, through seed funds and then venture capital firms um, what everyone will advise you is that you want smart money. And that's uh, money which is invested by people who understand your business and your industry sector and can help provide you advice uh, and maybe links with customers and partners um, as well as just the money. So smart money is, is the slogan you need to, to think about when you go out to get those funds? Uh, it is. Uh, there is a, a downside because many entrepreneurs would much rather get the money and then do their own thing. Whereas smart money means that the investors will be there, sat alongside you, um, making sure you do what they think are the right things. That's sometimes less comfortable than uh, dumb money. But in my experience, it's nearly always better money. Do you think as we learn more and there's more research about the match between start-up, seed funding, venture capitalists, that we'll get a model that really does point people in the right direction in the future, a proper business model for startups? Um, I think one of the key problems is that at the very early stages of business, uh, of a business 
establishment of a new business, that the risks are much higher than they are later on. Um, and so you're asking people in early stage um, investment to take high risks. Uh, they therefore expect high returns. Uh, as you, uh, the business evolves and matures and gets bigger, the investments uh, will be larger, but the risks are normally lower. What this means is that the people who, uh, on the investment side who make most money are those people, or tend to be the people, who make their investments later in the business. Um, and what that encourages is all investors to move in that direction. So this means we come back to the investment gap that we have in the between £50,000 investment and a million pounds, which is difficult to fill. If you're a commercial investor, you don't want to be there. You want to be in the million, five million, ten million pound investment area. Peter, just a few tips from you personally. You've done uh, eight startups and all but one are successful. Success and failure, a tip from each? Um, the most important thing is to build a great team. You must have the best people around you. Uh, we all tend to spend a lot of time and effort building our products, talking to our customers. You should spend a lot, we should all spend a lot more time building our teams, making sure we've got the right people. Second thing is focus. Don't try and be all things to all men. Work out what it is that you're really best at, where your product really beats competition, and focus on that. Next thing uh, is make sure you're clear about what the USPs are that your product delivers. Why is your product better than the competition? And make sure you build upon that. And finally, charge a good margin. If your business is profitable, then you'll be much more able to invest more on product development and on market development, business development, and will build the business much more rapidly that way than if you have always fighting with tiny margins. I won't let you get away with that finally, because there is one more failure the lesson from failure uh, and the lesson from failure my lesson from failure is do not be undercapitalized make sure you get enough money into your business at the beginning so that you're not spending all of your life chasing around after more money from your investors peter hiscox thank you very much indeed for talking to the cambridge judge business school podcast series today i've learned a lot thank you it's been a pleasure <laughs>